Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Saturday evening live streaming. And uh, this is Gospel Assembly Church in Mississauga. We're glad for those of you that were able to attend here physically, and for those that are joining us remotely, we're so glad to have you. Uh, before we pray, I would like to say we are thankful that Sister Jasmine's surgery was very successful, and we want to give God thanks for that. Uh, God has been good to all of us, uh, especially during these trying times, and we want to really acknowledge Him in all things, and want to say thanks. So why don't you join with me in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for this time that we can gather together, Lord, to worship you and uh, to listen uh, to your word. And Father, we thank you for keeping us protected and safe from uh, this uh, deadly coronavirus and all other dangers and harm. Thank you, Lord, for your daily provisions and the way you've helped every one of us, especially Sister Jasmine through her surgery. Father, we pray that you'll bless our service tonight. And Lord, reach down and touch the hearts of everyone that's listening, whether here locally or abroad. We ask your blessings upon us. We ask it in Jesus' most precious and wonderful name. Amen, 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 amen.
Set my feet up solid. Well, 
solid ground. The heart of brand new song. Oh, I found the dearest friend. Burn on. Oh, we bless your name. We thank you, Jesus. Praise your precious name, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we, uh, we do have some really nice choruses that we sing. And uh, I like the one uh, we sang earlier that says, Life trials would seem so small. And uh, I appreciate the lesson we had on Wednesday night. As a matter of fact, uh, since the live streaming, as a matter of, uh, when the pandemic started, we have been having some real tremendous lessons. And uh, God has been good to us. I, uh, I am very careful when I stand to, uh, to water the, the lesson that has been, the plant that has been planted, uh, and I... I'd be careful not to use a, an open-end hose to water that. Uh, I have to know exactly how much water to put in that plant and not to drown it. And so adequate enough to uh, uh, have uh, growth and development of that plant. And God has been merciful to us over the years and... Uh, has given this, this assembly uh, quite a bit of lessons and instructions and that helped us through this uh, terrible season that we have come through or we are going through as a matter of fact. Um, COVID-19, this coronavirus and aut autoviruses uh, have not been the most pleasant uh, environment to be in. Um, but I look at the news, and uh, <clears throat> do you know that uh, when it first started, people were uh, so cautious and so careful, taking all the uh, safety measures and follow all the required protocols to avoid contamination or getting infected. <clears throat> and as time progress and, and move on, find that uh, that... Uh, carefulness uh, is gradually diminishing and uh, you see people walking around when it was supposed to be a mask environment with people wearing their masks they sort of uh, uh, relax a little and let their mask down and because of that you find that the infected uh, numbers would go up and that curve they try to to, to control, it was harder to control when people don't follow the proper uh, procedures and uh, the protocols. The same with, uh, I remember when, uh, when um, uh, the Twin Towers were, were, uh, were destroyed, uh, the whole world <clears throat> was uh, ready to uh, support the United States in fasting and praying and pray for those that got infected and affected and those that got killed. But as time goes by, I mean, it's just, they forgot that incident. And, sure. and uh, they forgot that, uh, that God's in control of all things. 
And the same thing could happen with COVID-19, this, this pandemic. Um, we, can, we can forget uh, the, the safety measures. And so the same, same thing applies to our Christianity, our godly lifestyle. Uh, first, I accept the Lord. It was all bright and beautiful. It's great to, uh, to serve God and to, uh, to, to follow the, the, the commandments and the laws and the precepts. But uh, as we uh, grow in God, as a matter of fact, as we progress in, in God and, and we hear so many lessons, uh, the lessons at first would be so powerful and not entertaining it will be heart-searching lessons that God has given us. And we would appreciate that. But over the years, we tend to uh, be so familiar with the lessons and so familiar with the messenger, the message and the messenger, that we pay a little attention uh, to both of them. And uh, that's why Paul said, I think he was writing, uh, in one of his epistles, he says he mentioned the word past feelings. Uh, we can get to that place. I think it might have been the church at Ephesus. He says that these having past feelings means they become callous. And we have the tendency, and many of us would have the tendency to let down our guards. And uh, uh, we, we forget that we need to put on the entire, the whole armor of God. Uh, we we uh, take for granted that God will protect us, but there are specific instructions <clears throat> given to us that we need to put on the whole armor of God. The helmet of salvation is important. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness is a very important. And one of the first place that uh, we find that the enemy or the adversary would attack is the mind. He, if he can get control of the mind, he's got us. And so that is why we need to make sure when we are going out, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers of darkness. We're not fighting an ordinary being. We need to understand uh, our enemy. We need to understand his strengths. And, uh, and to understand his strengths, we need to understand the word of God. And over the years, I appreciate the lessons that Brother Singh has given this assembly. As a matter of fact, I take it personally. I appreciate the time that he has spent studying the Word of God. And it's not an easy task. When he gets up sometimes and he said that uh, his lessons are extemporaneous, that does not mean that there is no study. No. Uh, it meant that simply means that he depends upon God to touch his mind and to give him a lesson that's appropriate for that particular time. And so uh, when you understand the sacrifice and the labor of a man of God, you would get to understand the pains and the agony and the suffering and the sacrifices that, that he's made, that they have been making over the years. And uh, we appreciate the lessons a whole lot. And personally, I, I thank him for the time that he spent dealing with my life personally. And I can apply that, the lessons to me, and to have uh, that word of God bring about a change in my lifestyle. So I can think differently. 
You see, on, on, on Wednesday night, uh, we looked at a scripture over here, and uh, I'll be speaking for a few minutes, and then we'll ask Brother John to say a few words uh, before we bring our service to a close. But over, I think, in this second, second Corinthians, the uh, seventh chapter, <clears throat> Paul was writing here, and he said, uh, in verse, chapter 7 and verse 1, he says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, uh, uh, promises. What promises? You go back to all the chapters that he is, uh, the letters and the epistles that he has written, and uh, there were promises that God made. And uh, that is why even the songs we sang tonight, our, our, uh, our burdens and our problems would seem so small. That is why Paul, I think, was writing to the church of Corinth in one of the epistles. Here in one of the chapters, he says, uh, these light afflictions. Talk about light afflictions. Well, his light affliction was uh, you could be beaten with many stripes. You could be burnt at stake. It only seemed light affliction because, like we heard on Wednesday night, the end result is important. We need to have a goal in mind. We need to set, set objectives and a goal. And so when we consider the end result of it all, our trials and our tests would become light and small when it's compared to the rewards that we would be getting at the end when it's all over. And so we appreciate the promises that God has made. He's made promises to Abraham and he's made promises to Isaac and he's made promises to Jacob. Now, not because God is in control of all things means that we would let down our guards. What would cause a child of God uh, to, to let down their guard? Uh, this time we're living in, there's a lot of heartaches. There are a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. But we must remember when we go back to the scriptures, this is what keeps us going, the word of God. Amen. Uh, and you know, every time I, I am getting excited when I read certain things in the Bible that I've never saw it in the way it was revealed to me. Amen. I've read those scriptures so many a times, but it was a particular time when God saw it fit to touch my eyes and open up that particular scripture. And it, it meant so much. Like we are looking at these scriptures and Wednesday nights, uh, historically speaking, has always been a good night for discussion in the word of God. Uh, it was like a one-on-one. -on -one. I remember in, uh, in Guyana when we, when we had uh, the church going in Guyana in the early, in the early days, um, we had a Wednesday night, we call it fireside chat. And that was needed uh, because it, it was the time in which when we were drifting away, God uses that opportunity to bring us back in line. Uh, we were corrected and we were, we were instructed very harshly sometimes in the word of God. All depends upon how our lifestyle would, uh, would be at that particular time. And so we need to be careful. We need to watch. Paul made a statement. Just hold your finger right here in, in 2 Corinthians, the, uh, the second chapter. But I think uh, I want a scripture in uh, Thessalonians. Uh, 
And I think we, we touched on that also on uh, Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken, in 1 Thessalonians. It might have been the fifth chapter. Uh, he says here, Paul was writing to the Thessalonians. He says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. He says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. See, it was a coronavirus at one time, and still is, but then it mutated, and there was uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, Delta virus. We don't know what's coming next. But what we know is God's word is there for us to obey. You see, if I can keep God's law and his commandments, we would be protected. If I can obey his laws and his commandments and his precepts, we would be protected. Blessed, David said, is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we know God is in control of all things. And it says here, uh, when they shall say peace and safety, then cometh uh, sudden destruction cometh upon them and travail as a woman with child. Verse 4 says, but ye, brethren, we are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Every child of God, especially those of this congregation that have been exposed to so much of God's word and instructions, we should realize that we ought not to be in darkness. We are not in darkness because God has given us so much light. See, they that are in darkness, we need to understand that this, there's light here. They that are drunk are drunken in the night. And we are not drunken. No, we are not intoxicated. We should not be intoxicated. Because God has given us enough of the word of God. His word and his precepts and his laws and his commandments. To make us sober. To soberize us. And that is why Paul said, he says, "Ye are children of the light. And we could have light. And we could have fake light. Or we could have darkness. And Jesus, I think, made a statement uh, in the, one of the Gospels. He says, and if the light that is in thee be darkness. As a matter of fact, if we think what we have, that the light that we have is light. And it's not really light, it's darkness. He says, how great is that darkness? We think we are deceiving others around us. But the person that we are deceiving is not those around us, it's ourselves. If we think we are doing the right thing and it's contrary to the word of God and the commandments and the precepts of God, then we have deceived ourselves. How great is that darkness? Then Paul went on to say, he says, Therefore let us not sleep as others do. As we are faced with all these challenges in our time, not only pandemic, but what's greater than the pandemic and COVID-19 and the Delta virus is iniquity. What's greater than some of these diseases and disasters that's following this upon this earth right now is transgressions of God's law and sicknesses and diseases that God would bring about us upon us. 
Disobedience to his laws and his commandments would cause a greater judgment than being affected by a virus or a disease. And he says, it says, therefore, let us not sleep as others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us watch and be sober. He says, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on, he says, the breastplate of faith. I thought uh, uh, Paul mentioned in Ephesians when he was talking about the breastplate of righteousness. Well, they all go hand in hand. See, the breastplate of faith. Uh, there might come a time in which uh, you, you're, you're, you might not be affected by the COVID-19, but you're affected by something else. And there are individuals that would prefer to stay away from church, afraid of getting contaminated by the virus. Well, staying away is not a good thing. Now, staying away from the house of God is not a good thing. And it gradually ends up in drifting away. See, drift backsliding is not overnight. It starts gradually. Drifting does not happen overnight. It starts very small. When that little boat on the dock has got that rope and that cord that's holding it in place, no matter how strong the winds are, it will be held intact. But the moment that line is cut and that boat begins to drift, you would be surprised to know how quickly that boat would go downstream. And so when we decide only one service we'll miss. You see, this was an opportunity, and I appreciate uh, the sacrifice and the wisdom of our leader uh, to allow us to have live streaming. This is using social media, which other people use for, perver for perverted reasons, we have used this as an opportunity to reach out into the homes to bring God's word into our homes. And I must say thanks to our pastor tonight for that opportunity that I could have had when we were not allowed. We were prevented from being here in church, gathered together as assembly. We could still listen to the word of God. Well, the church is not this building so to speak. The church is you and me. You say we are the church of God. We are the habitation of God. And during these times, there is a beautiful experience that we could have when there's trouble all around us. There's something that the scripture calls comfort. When Jesus said, I wonder why he said, I'll send you another comforter. You see, Wednesday night we dealt with suffering. And we dealt with pain and agony. That is necessary for every child of God to go through. You think about it. Uh, without suffering, the Lord Jesus would not have been made perfect. But he was made perfect through suffering. And you and I, that's the process that God has designed for every one of us. But regardless of the external Pressure and suffering, there's something when he told his disciples, he says, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave you, but I will not leave you comfortless. 
I appreciate that so much. We are not left comfortless. He says, I'll come unto you. I'll send you the comforter. And today, not only the day of Pentecost was important, and those that gathered on the day of Pentecost received that comforter, but he says, I also will pray for those that thou shall give me. And those included you and me. And we have the opportunity. We are not privileged. We are not fortunate. We are blessed to have the Holy Spirit, the life of God, Amen. could be in our hearts, in our lives. That regardless of circumstances and the trials and the tests and situations around us, we can have that sweet, deep, settled peace in our souls provided by the Holy Spirit that God has given us. Read about it is one thing. To experience it, it's another thing. And may God help us to understand the importance of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. We will think differently. Our judgment would be different. Our choices would be different. Our friends would be different. Our speech would be different. When you, when you, sometimes when you do some work and you, you use that hammer and you hit your finger and, or you stump your toe, something comes out of your mouth. Or somebody says something to you and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is very inappropriate. Well, it's just, poops. why it slipped up? No, the reason why it came out is because it's in here. When Paul says, Let, lest any root of bitterness, not springing in, but springing up. And the reason why it's springing up is because it's deep down on the inside. And that is why we need lessons like we've had on Wednesday night and the past two years and the years past. We need lessons that could search our hearts and can cut deep in our hearts. And can take out things that are not needed that would stagnate our growth and our development in God. And also, apart from all of that and all the trials and the tests that we go through, and individuals, there are families that are real broken in our time. There are homes that are really broken in our time. There are parents that are very troubled because of their children. There are relationships that are fractured, not only because of COVID-19, but other circumstances and situations and strategies of Satan. He wants to destroy. He is a, like a, a roaring lion, uh, uh, the scripture says, seeking whom he may devour. But as a child of God, we ought to be careful. We ought to watch and be careful. We ought to put on the whole armor of God. And he says, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Last Sunday we talked about love. We talked about this, that God's love is unconditional. But we need to love each other. You say, well, our children are bored. Have you heard a term, they're bored, staying at home, not able to go to school and they're bored? Well, we have dealt with the boredom that our kids faced with in our youth class. And we, we dealt with situations where it can cause them not to be bored. Our neighbors are not, they're non-Christians. 
But they had their children do things, activities, yet protected. Follow all the protocols. Yet they were protected. But they took little baskets and little goodies to homes of those that are not able to go out for groceries. We had so many opportunities for our parents to educate or, or nurture our children to do things that would cause them not to be bored. Our neighbor don't have a video game in their, in their house, but they have activities. And there are certain things that we need to apply because we have dealt with lessons over, over the years. How to have a godly home. How to have a godly marriage. And the strongest relationship we've heard over the years is not a relationship between mom and daughter. It's not be between dad and son. The strongest relationship in a home and in a marriage is between husband and wife. And I've seen that as a child growing up. And this is why I appreciate the leadership that we've got today in our time who's taking the Word of God and breaking it down for us to understand every bit of it. And hearing it, we can get excited about the Word of God. And we can get excited about the laws and the precepts and uh, the lessons and doctrines. But having the doctrine and understanding the doctrines is not good enough. Take it unto thyself first and unto the doctrines. You see, Diotrephes had all his doctrines right. But his problem was his attitude towards the ministry. And I pray every day that God would help me and God would help you. That we will see the messenger that he has given us as important as the message that we are receiving in our time. Meet in due season. May God help us because you and I, we don't know what lies ahead. It's not COVID-19, it's not the Delta virus, but there's worse coming upon this earth because the men, the men and women of our time in our generation have not yet turned to God with all of their hearts. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Instead of us praying, we are looking at the news more often than praying. And Paul went on, he says, he says, uh, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Have you ever felt that you're not even saved? Well, put on that helmet of salvation. Jesus died for you and for me. And let us not be deceived by circumstances and the subtlety of the adversary. But let's believe that when he cleansed us from our sins, we were completely cleansed. Back, back here in, in uh, I want to close here now in, in 2 Corinthians, the 7th chapter, when Paul was writing here, and uh, I really appreciate this, this lesson that we had here on Wednesday night. He says, uh, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves, not the preacher would cleanse us. No, we need to cleanse ourselves. If a man therefore will purge himself, himself from these, he will become a vessel of honor. Let's cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh. Let's present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Holiness is a scarce commodity in all of our churches today. But God is holy. His law and His commandments, it is holy. 
And we appreciate God so much for the things we are hearing today and for the word of God that he's given us in our time. So we appreciate God for that. We'll ask Brother John, before he, uh, before he comes forward, we'll sing a little song, and then uh, we'll ask him to come and speak to us. But God is good, isn't he? Amen. Appreciate God for that. Sam had to say to us we are in a good place yes, this is a precious place last Wednesday we had these beautiful lessons from the Word of God it uh, more than just touched my heart but uh, I think towards James has said that we should not be ignorant and there's many areas of the Word of God that instructs us that we should not be ignorant. We have, and then by faith, the elders obtained a good report. You know what comes from God. We have been having some very good reports right in this assembly. And uh, as we give heed to them, it's going to cause us to be settled in God. We must utilize what we are hearing. You know, when I was uh, sick in the hospital there, there was uh, so much that they said no books could come in. I never had my Bible. Visitors could not come there. All that they had was a TV. I never used it. You know, but as I sat there, Many lessons that we had gone through, the Word of God came to my heart. Amen, brother. And uh, <clears throat> lesson after lesson, the Word of God just flooded my heart. Amen. The hope, we have a lively hope. A hope that maketh not ashamed. You know, by faith, 
Abraham by faith. That is, they had a strong belief. Mm -hmm. They never doubted what they were hearing. And it caused them to be steadfast, mm -hmm. to be unmovable, to always abound in the things of God that they were hearing. And you know, I thank God for uh, Brother Singh. Thank God for what has been dispensing here over the years from I was young coming up. I read about Luke, but it was just not much, really. The depth that we uh, get in this assembly about Luke, we would not have the book of uh, Acts. There would be, we would not, we would miss hearing about Pentecost. True. We would miss so much. But God is faithful. Amen. God always touched his men. And when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. He raised up vessels that he's going to use. Yes, sir. And not only just raise them up, what, whatever was needed for their time or the location where they were located. And sometimes some of these men, they had areas of their lives that God was working on. And uh, God is so loving. God is so precious. And I thank God for what we have been uh, getting, having these precious promises. What promises? Not only just meeting in the assembly here to hear the word of God, but there is how we ought to conduct ourselves. Mm -hmm. Paul says, and uh, Peter and James and the apostles, they said, we have the mind of Christ. Over and over, we have the mind of Christ. And many a times, our people waste the time in reading all sort of stuff out there when there's a Bible that is loaded with so much. The first and second John, first and second Peter, it's not a lot in there to, to read, but every line that is there, there is so much meat as we utilize them and uh, share them with one another. Mm -hmm. It brings a comfort. While I was in that place, I was comforted by the precious word of God. Amen. You know, so many areas touch my heart in a different way. You know, God has his purpose set out. We have that lesson on the canvas. And uh, many a times I've heard even saints of God, even right here, said, oh, why, he, why is this happening? Why is uh, this happening? What is really happening? You know, when we come to the house of God, come on. every time that I come here, my soul is blessed. There is words that come forth that, uh, that uh, some of it, I've never heard them before. 
and hit a springboard from that, those lines of thought to other areas of the word connected. I understand uh, David. I understand uh, uh, Paul. I understand uh, more about these precious men. And uh, they, they are our example. We have a, we have, we, there is something happening here. By faith, Abel. By faith, uh, Abraham. By faith, uh, Isaac. By faith, all these areas, you know? And, uh, and uh, one of the thoughts that came forth was it's not only just, uh, just uh, torture and all of these out here. The blessings of God maketh rich, yes. But I read about these three Hebrew boys. They, had, they were schooled properly. The home that they were brought up in was, was very, very good. And they had respect unto, unto the king. They said, O king, you can live forever. O king, you can live forever. But there is one that is greater than you. And he's the one that we are going to listen to. And whatever you want to do, you can go ahead. Throw us in the, in the fiery furnace. It makes no difference because there is a kingdom coming. There is a kingdom that is coming. It's going to cover the entire earth. John says, I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit. And he laid a hold of that dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. And, uh, and uh, he's to be taken care of. And uh, I believe it. That's why I'm here. I believe it. The word of God says it. For these past 48 years when I heard about the resurrection from Brother Goodwin. I heard about uh, the, the coming kingdom. I heard about uh, the lion would be eating straw like the ox. And you, you tell some of these individuals, these highly educated with their degrees, their PhD and whatever, and uh, they'd laugh at you and say, you're so stupid. But God has said it. God said it. And he's going to make whatever is happening here. Brother Sam spoke about the COVID and COVID-19. Worse is yet to come. But I don't just look at what's worse yet to come. I serve a God. Amen. I serve a God. And, uh, and uh, he will keep us. He will keep him in perfect peace. Yes. Whose mind is uh, stayed on God. We have to set goals. And uh, all these years that we have been here. If we haven't set goals, it's time that we wake up. It's time that we uh, take, uh, take charge of and uh, pay attention because it's for our safety. Uh, there is a goal that is, uh, is to come. Persecution is to come. Many a times I've heard individuals laugh and say, oh, uh, how come God is not healing here and there? But that thought that came forth on Wednesday was very wonderful. It was very wonderful. 
and a, a sickness could be on your body to temper your spirit, to temper your soul, to trust in God. What he's doing there is molding whatever there could be areas in your life that you're not even aware of. And the sickness that could be brought on could cause it to be exposed. And you, you may never get healed. But as, I, as I'm standing right here, Lazarus was raised from the dead. So many were healed. The woman with the issue of blood, she was healed. But you know what? These all died in faith having not received the promises, but they saw them afar off, and they were persuaded, if this body goes, and uh, it's a uh, pains, and you name it, and uh, maybe some uh, cancer or whatever, God doesn't heal. I've seen him heal so many. My sister-in-law, Sister Lindell in Hartford, she couldn't have a child, and, uh, and uh, they prayed, we prayed, and we fasted. And that condition dissipated. Now she's a grandmother. Amen. She has several grandchildren, you know? And many of I've seen so much. I've seen so much. Let's be patient, saints. Let's be, uh, love one another. Comfort one another over and over. Paul says, comfort, I beseech you. Many a times, Brother Singh said, I beseech you. And it's not just him saying, uttering that word, I beseech you, but it's God touching your mind, touching his mind to let these words come to us. The Father spoke to the Son. The Son, by Spirit, touched the man of God. And it's for our benefits. Let's give heed. Let's take heed. Let's not cast away our confidence because it has a great recompense of reward. It's life. Right. It's a brand new body. And not only just a brand new body, but I want to see what is hidden back there. I had not seen. Ear have not heard. Yet, I have not seen ears, have not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And if you love him, you'll pay attention and do what the Father of the assembly is uh, saying unto us. I am so glad to hear, to see all the saints here. So glad to hear of uh, Sister Jasmine. So glad for many others. We want to close off the service tonight, but I'd like to see every one of us here tomorrow morning. Amen. Call some of the others that were not here. And let them, let them realize what they're missing. Amen. Let them realize what they're missing. 
It's not time to call and maybe talk about somebody, but we can uh, call and say, come and share the good things that is being dispensed. This is a wonderful place. Let's give God thanks. Father, we thank you. We bless your wonderful name. You're all powerful, almighty. Thank you, Lord, for helping Sister Jasmine. There are so many others who are not well at this time. My God, I pray that you touch them in their bodies, but more than all, touch their minds. Lord, may their soul be, God, rested. May they be lifted up in spirit, in the mind, laying a hold of the precious things of God. Lord, I touch our minds also that we will indeed reach out and bring a word of comfort to many that are cast down at this time. As we leave here, I pray that uh, you'll guide everyone safely to their respective homes. And Lord, as we come again tomorrow to honor and praise your name, we thank you for what you have been doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.